You're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 30. Check one, check one. Sounding good, let's do it. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so they can feel secure about their family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. All right. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And thank you so much for tuning in to today, episode number 30. I am completely fired up today, made it to episode 30 with minimal scratches, and I hope you're fired up today too. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. And if you've been listening and tuning in for all 30 weeks, wow, you deserve a medal. I'm so happy that you decided to go on this journey with me and you will continue on this journey with me so we together can take family stewardship to the next level because after all, that's what it's all about. Today, we're going to talk about staying disciplined in a stressful market, how to stay disciplined in a stressful market. But first, I'm going to do a quick quarterly review. But even before I do that, I want to let you know it has been snowing outside in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Can you believe it? It's April 8th, 2016 today, and there's snow on the ground. Yesterday morning I woke up, there was snow on the ground too, it all melted, and now it's back. Funny thing is, though, I had my Cincinnati friends, because those who know me know that I've recently moved back to Wisconsin, but that's originally where I'm from, but my Cincinnati friends were complaining on Facebook because it was a little chilly. They asked me to keep the Arctic winds up in the north and keep it away from them. I let them know that I sent my kids yesterday morning to school with boots and snow pants and it shut them up in a big hurry. And then last night, my mom and dad, well, they've been gallivanting around the south and the west for the last three months, getting out of Dodge since they're retired, spending time in Florida, in Arizona. They came back last night driving back from Arizona and I warned them. It's not too warm out. They are not used to the cold at all. In fact, my dad told me he hasn't even seen a drop of rain in two months. And this morning, it's snowing outside. Am I supposed to feel sorry for them? Gone for the last three months and back now in the snow? Well, you know what? I think I'm a good son, but no, I don't feel bad for them. I'm sure you wouldn't either. All right, first thing we're going to do today, though, is go over the first quarter review 2016. With my clients and my friends, I send out this newsletter and will be within the next week just recapping what happened the quarter before in the global markets along with events that have taken place in the last quarter that may have contributed to where the market is today. So I'm 
going to share with you the different global indexes around the world. The other thing I'm going to do is I will link to the show notes this newsletter in the notes. So if you want to go to bestandwealth.com and then click uh, in episode number 30, you'll see a, a link to download the quarterly report for the first quarter 2016. And remember to all the numbers that I give are not from the investments that I'm in or my clients are in. Instead, the various companies that make up the commercial index. So the numbers I'm giving are not an actual investment. Rather, they're just from commercial indexes from the S&P and from Russell. See, you can invest in index funds, but in order to invest in an index fund, you need to invest in an index mutual fund where normally the particular mutual fund company is only copying or trying to replicate the commercial index. So the numbers that I'm giving do not have any of the expenses inside of any particular mutual fund. The only thing that I'm going over are the indexes themselves, not particular investments. I just want to get that straight to make sure that nobody thinks that uh, these are actual returns by actual investors because they are not. But here's my question to you. Did you get your first quarter summary on your 401k statements or IRA statements or anything like that quite yet. And how did you feel about it? I mean, we've been through some pretty rough and up and down times since mid last year. In January, well, that just scared the heck out of a lot of people because the markets went way down. But how did these how did the markets actually do? Well, the US stock market ended up just up under 1%, while the international developed stocks, the developed countries, came in just almost below 2%. So there's a 3% swing right there. Now, emerging markets, and I'm going to dive into the numbers in a little bit, man, they this quarter were up over 5.5%. And that's a little surprising to me, simply because emerging stocks have been punished incredibly the last couple of years. Another surprise we're going to go through is global real estate up almost 7%. The bond markets were up as well. And what are the things that potentially contributed to the stock market performance? Because you know that we always are talking about emotions on this show, and this is part of what the topic's going to be. Today is staying disciplined in a stressful market, but let's look back and see what happened the first quarter of this year that just got things off to the wrong foot as far as the stock market went. Well, China, the China market drop led to just tons of worries and turmoil. And shortly after that in January, well, oil took a skid to a 12-year low. And right around that same time, Iran sanctions ended and a new deal took effect. And all of a sudden, we were worried that all these extra barrels of oil were going to flood the market. And that led in January for the Dow, the S&P, off to the worst start ever for any year. That's enough to scare people. The Bank of Japan introduces negative interest rates late January. 
And right at the beginning of February, the U.S. budget deficit fell to the lowest level since August 2008. That was some good news. Later in February, the U.S. economy started 2016 on solid footing. Of course, a month before, we didn't think we were going to get those numbers to come out the way that they did. In early March, the S&P 500 actually turned positive for the year after all of the negative days that happened in January and February. Also in February, the net worth of U.S. households rose to a record $86.8 trillion in the fourth quarter. That's another report that came out in late February. And the last thing of note, In March, what happened is global currencies started soaring, which actually put the U.S. dollar on track for the worst quarter since 2010. And we're going to see how that affects emerging market stocks. All right, so which asset class actually did the best this quarter? Well, the best asset class were global REITs, real estate investment trusts, up over 8%. Wow, that was a lot. And next were the emerging markets value index up almost 8%. And the emerging markets blend up 5.71. Wow, there were some asset classes that did really well. There were others that didn't do quite as well, such as the developed markets value index down almost 3%. There were some asset classes that just didn't perform very well. To reinforce the fact that we need to be in all of these major asset classes so we can participate in the good times. Yeah, we have to participate in the bad times too. However, when we look at stock returns over the past 80 plus years, 75% of the time, the stock market is up, 25% it was down. So there are many more good times than there are bad times. However, we all just gravitate to bad news. So we only remember the bad news. Okay, U.S. stocks, which asset class did the best? Small cap value, up 1.7% compared to the overall U.S. stock market, up not even a percent. So small cap value almost doubled. Large cap value was second, up 1.64%. What suffered the most? Small cap growth. That brought the market down somewhat, down 4.68%. And incidentally, when I when we're looking at the U.S. market, the U.S. market represents 53% of the total market capitalization of the world, actually equaling around $22 trillion. Boy, that is one big number. In the international developed stocks we're going to go into next, that represents 37% of the market capitalization of the world, or $15.1 trillion. And as I said earlier, the international developed market, the stocks didn't do so good. What helped out a U.S. investor is that the dollar was dropping. So when we start to convert our shares into U.S. dollars, we did better than we should have because we got that currency uptick in our investments. For example, international value was the worst performing asset class of the developed market down over 6%. However, when we convert that into U.S. currency, we're only down 2.5%. So that really, really helped us out. Now, emerging markets helped us out even further because there were positive returns there. And first, the emerging markets make up everything else we didn't talk about yet, which are 
the developing countries. And the developing countries make up about 10% of all market capitalization or $4.2 trillion. And the best emerging market asset class was value. Value up 4.6%. And once we convert that into US currency, up almost 8%. Pretty cool. Now let's look at country performance. Here's the reason why I like investors to be diversified, and I mean completely diversified, into thousands and thousands of companies around the world. A lot of people think, well, I only need my investments to be in the U.S. because they have operations outside of the U.S. too, so I'm getting exposure to other economies. Well, part of that is true, but you're not capitalizing on almost eight or 9,000 other companies that exist worldwide on reliable stock exchanges. So you're missing out on a lot of potential performance. For example, when we rank the 23 developed markets, developed countries, Canada was up almost 12% this quarter, while the U.S., we already stated, was not even up 1%. New Zealand was up over 9%. And interestingly, 10 of the developed market countries were up and 13 were down. When I rank emerging markets, wow, a whole different picture here. Almost every single emerging market country was up this quarter, besides four of them of the 23 ranked. Brazil, up almost 28%. Peru, 27%. Colombia, almost 23%, Turkey, almost 21%, and the list goes on. Emerging markets did great. If you don't have any emerging market companies in your overall portfolio, you missed out this quarter. Make sure you're as diversified as you absolutely can be. And finally, I want to go over one more thing. Real estate was up a ton. Global real estate's up over 8% and U.S. real estate up 5%. You should have a REIT fund in your portfolio. Now, REITs obviously are not up 8% every single quarter. But when we're in as many asset classes as possible, it helps smooth out the overall ride because all of these asset classes are doing different things at different times. Some are up while others are down on a given quarter. But when when we look at the overall portfolio, it smooths the overall ride and that lowers our volatility percentage and makes our compound return go up. Be diversified. All right, I talked that to death. I still didn't even get to the topic of the day. So let's get to the topic of the day. Today, we're going to talk about staying disciplined in a stressful market. Not an easy task by any means, but staying disciplined will allow us the greatest chance for success in the long run. So first, I have a question for you. What was your most stressful time when it came to the market? Some people talk about the 73-74 bear market. Other folks talk about the bubble in the early 2000s. Just about everyone remembers the 2008-2009 global financial crisis. And if you didn't completely feel it, you know someone who did. Well, the market had a 
a pretty steep decline in early 2016. It kind of felt like some of these past events. Times like these are never easy for clients or advisors like me. I mean, I need to confront my clients and my friends and my family's concerns. And their concerns are, what if things are different this time? Because when we're in the midst of a market decline, it is totally natural to sense that volatility is going to last longer and is worse than anything before. And as a result, I need to spend a lot of time talking to my clients and friends and families in an effort to alleviate elevated concerns and fears. And it's really difficult to find the words to minimize fear and anxiety. Because no single word or story can ease everyone's concerns. And certainly not overnight. So I read an article a couple of weeks ago that I actually put in the newsletter by Dave Butler. And he was asked to speak at a conference. He only had 15 minutes. And he was talking about alleviating stress during a difficult time in the market. So Dave Butler was a basketball player. Were you a basketball player? I was a basketball player in high school, and I'm going to give an example in a little bit. But Dave Butler talked about linking process to discipline. And let me give you an example of what he means by that. And even if you haven't played basketball, I'm sure you've played other some other sport or some other activity that you can relate to. But if you did play basketball, imagine, or even if you didn't, imagine yourself playing in a championship basketball game. I mean, we just finished up with the NCAA tournament. A lot of us still have basketball on our mind. So imagine yourself playing in a championship basketball game. Your team is trailing by one point and you just got fouled as the clock goes to zero. You have two free throws. Make them both, you win. Miss them, and you lose. So this is you at the free throw line. How do you contain the pressure and the focus and stay focused on the task? Great athletes look to the process. And each process is different, but each one reflects a personal routine a player has performed thousands of times in practice. For instance, if you're going to the free throw line, you start your routine as you approach the free throw line. You take a deep breath and imagine the ball going through the hoop. You step to the line and find the exact spot that you always find on that particular free throw line. You look at the back or the front of the rim, whatever you usually do, you notice the paint peeling off or the net missing one of the connecting loops or anything else to help you concentrate and calm your mind. You take the ball from the ref and you continue your routine. Another breath. (sighs) You dribble twice. Flip the ball into the air. Take a couple of knee bends. Find the grooves on the ball and spread your fingers across it. You feel the texture of the ball. The rough orange leather and the smooth black rubber on the grooves. And finally, time the motion so your body, the release of the ball, and the follow-through of your hand are all in perfect sync as the ball elevates and descends into the basket. That, my friends, is a process. If you're at the line, you do not get nervous 
or scared as the moment approaches. You just use your tried and true routine that you've used in practice thousands and thousands of times before. Following the routine dulls the noise of the crowd and brings clarity of mind. Imagine when you're at that free throw line. All of the people in the stands, thousands of people yelling and screaming. Half of them want you to make it. Half of them want you to miss it. That's all the noise that I'm talking about. In these same lessons, my friends, we can apply to a seasoned investor like you, like we're trying to get you to be. A chaotic market is like the visiting team yelling at you while you're trying to shoot a free throw. Opposing fans are doing everything to distract you, but you, you stay focused on the routine that you've been practicing over and over again. If the components of a seasoned investor routine are similar, you have an investment policy statement that you and your advisor made when times were good, not during one of these crisis moments of the market. You regularly review your family goals and any liquidity needs that you have. Your advisor makes regular phone calls during the good times in the market and the bad times. These and a whole bunch of other actions are all part of the process developed to help you during stressful times. That's why I stress that people find a good certified financial planner to help them because it's so hard to be objective about our own money. And I believe there's stories like this that you can think of where you take a process to minimize stress and the exact same thing needs to happen as you're trying to stay disciplined in stressful market conditions. You need to not worry about the noise around you, the crowd around you, the media who does not have your best interest in mind telling you their opinions on what's going to happen to the market the next day. I'll tell you again, the media does not have your best interest in mind or mine. The media is out to sell ads and the easiest way for the media to sell ads is to get our emotions brewing. So we lock in to the show or the magazine or the newspaper article. That is their job. And the most emotional times in the market are the short-term cycles. But we are long-term investors. We shouldn't even be worried about the short-term. We stay disciplined to our process and our approach. Can I tell you a quick story about my basketball years in high school? I was a senior and the most stressful moment I had on the court was during a regional semifinal game. We were up by one point and yours truly, Scott Wellens, gets fouled with seven seconds left. If I make these two shots, I force the opponent, Kiwani High School, to hit a three-point shot just to tie us. So I'm at the line. The crowd is going crazy. I go through my routine, but I can sense how nervous I was. And I shoot the ball, and it barely hits the front end. It was a one-and-one, so I didn't even get a second shot. Thankfully, when Kiwani got the ball back, they missed, and we won the game. But I blew it. I did not stay true to the process. I'm a little older and a little wiser now, and I understand process. But back then, 
I had difficulty, just like some of you do when it comes to the market. Can you stay disciplined in a stressful market? Man, this is not easy stuff. This is not easy to do. That's why we cannot take our emotions lightly when it comes to investing. I believe three things drive emotions more than anything else. Money, food, and sex. Let's not take lightly our emotions when it comes to money. I encourage you to maintain discipline. And in order to do that, follow a process. Follow a process with an advisor you can trust. This is what will help you accomplish everything financially that you want to. The process. It's not the quarterly outcomes. It's not the yearly outcomes. It's a long-term disciplined strategy for a long-term approach to our money. I know you can do it too. I know you can. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you can stay calm during stressful times in the market? If you don't believe you can, you should be giving me a call sooner rather than later. Because I'll help guide the way. Everybody, have a great week. And where am I going to see you again? When am I going to see you again? Oh, I know when. I know when. On the flip side. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.